thank you for joining us on Central Parish Radio Podcast. You are about to listen to Psalm for the Day, a series of teachings on the book of Psalms. Be blessed as you listen. Praise the Lord. This is Psalm for the Day, coming to you from the Redeemed Christian Church of God, Central Parish. Our Psalm for the Day is Psalm 51, from verse 1 to 12. Psalm 51, from verse 1 to 12. Have mercy upon me, O God, according to the loving kindness, according unto the multitude of retained mercy, blot out my transgressions. Wash me truly from my iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my transgressions, and my sin is ever before me. Against thee, thee only, have I sinned, and done this evil in thy sight that thou mightest be justified when thou speakest, and be clear when thou judgest. Behold, I was shaped in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, thou desired truth in the inward parts, and in the hidden parts thou shalt make me to know wisdom. Purge me with Aesop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me to hear joy and gladness, that the bones which thou hast broken, may rejoice. Hide thy face from my sins, and blot out all my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence, and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation, and uphold me with thy free spirit. Our emphasis on this, on this, uh, in this session will be on, on verse 5. Behold, I was shaping in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. And verse 6 says, Behold, thou desirest truth in the inward parts, and in the hidden parts thou shalt make me to know wisdom. From this particular passage, most especially from verse 5, David opens our eyes to something that is germane to our understanding of the source of sin. There is something called the original sin. Sin originates at a certain point in time and in a certain place. That passage that we read the other time in Genesis chapter 3 from verse 1 to 5, Genesis 3 from verse 1 to 5, reveals to us how the serpent came in subtly into, um, into the garden uh, and um, I mean, came in and um, befriend, uh, became a friend to the woman. And, um, you know, in those days, the beast would, uh, would be able to communicate freely with human beings. That was the reason why the serpent could speak. And it wasn't a, thing, a strange thing to, um, to Eve or to Adam. So they were communicating with one another. Remember that it was Adam who gave them all names, so he knew all of them. But in this particular situation, unknown to, uh, to Eve and unknown to Adam, something had entered into the serpent. Something, a spirit had entered into the serpent that, that was not making use of that particular body to execute his own agenda. Everything that the enemy is doing to execute his agenda in your life at this point in time, my father will destroy it in the name of Jesus. 
So the Bible says it was subtle, and he had made use of his subtlety to enter into them, to enter into, 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 into their relationship, and at the end of the day, to create problems for them. Why is it that that particular spirit was able to do that? Because that spirit was also a fallen spirit. That spirit had committed sin. And we had an idea about this particular situation when we look at um, what happened in Isaiah chapter 14, verse 12 to 15. Isaiah 14, 12 to 15. God at certain time opened the eyes of the prophet and the prophet began to speak about a certain individual called Lucifer. There's, there's nobody called Lucifer in all the, I mean, in every country of the world. That name actually itself means the day star. That is not an ordinary name. And he was actually called son of the morning. How had that fallen from heaven? Oh, Lucifer, son of the morning. How had that cut down to the ground which this weakened the nations? For thou hast said in thy heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. Yet thou shalt be brought down to hell, to the sides of the pit. Whoever it is that the prophet was talking about here was not an ordinary individual. This is not even a human being. He said, this fellow fell from heaven. In other words, his abode had been the heaven before. And he was removed from there. And he called this person Lucifer. That is the day star. The son of the morning. And the Bible says he was cut down to the ground. He was cut down to the ground. And he came down into the earth to weaken the nations. And the reason why that happened was that because he had said he had conceived something in his heart. He conceived sin in his heart. He conceived rebellion in his heart. He said he will ascend unto the heaven. And he will exalt his throne above the stars of God, above the other angels, above the dwelling place of God. He said he will he will he will mount, he will also he, he will sit upon the mount of the congregation. In other words, he had actually decided to dethrone God himself. And God was looking at him because he can't dethrone God. So God removed him. God cast him to the earth. So there was an individual called Lucifer who had been cast down into the earth before Adam and Eve came here. This individual called Lucifer was a spirit that needed a space, needed a body to manifest itself. And he got you, he got he got hold of the serpent to make use of. You know very well that there are spirits that make use of all kinds of bodies today, even in our communities. You will hear of some people that fly around in the night in form of birds. Spirits that fly around in the night, they will make use of birds. You have heard stories, all kinds of stories about all these people. These, these stories are true. Some will make use of the bodies of some animals. These things are true. 
because spirits will need a body to manifest. And so the devil that we call uh, Lucifer, Satan, came into the uh, into in, into the garden at that particular point in time into the serpent and that was how sin entered into the garden and from the moment that sin entered the first couple became sinners when they listened to satan there is a difference between temptation and sin by the time um, the serpent was discussing with eve it was still at the level of the, of, um, of of temptation but somewhere along the line, Eve became interested and began to consider what uh, this serpent was saying until the point when Ina, she now went ahead and actually touched um, uh, the fruit and ate it. Then it became sin. So there's a difference between temptation and sin. The devil may whisper anything to your ears. You are the one to say no. You are the one to cut it off. If you don't cut it off early, it will take hold of your heart. And just like it did in the case of Eve, he will do the same. He's still looking for accomplices to today. He's looking for people to destroy. May he not find you to be destroyed in the name of Jesus. This was a time when the first couple, when they listened to the enemy, and they became sinners after they have eaten that particular that, that particular fruit. The Bible reveals to us clearly their eyes were opened. Something spiritual happened to them. As at that point, they knew that something had happened. The glory of God that covered them had been removed. They knew they were naked. Sin had entered because sin brings nakedness. Then they became afraid of God. They, did, they couldn't withstand the presence of God again. Remember that we have said the other time that God is holy. And His holiness, because of His holiness, He cannot behold sin. The moment they have sinned, their sinful nature could not stand God's holiness anymore. So they hid themselves. So if anybody should ask you, how did we know that these people have become sinners? How do we know that the first couple had become sinners? Number one, they became, they, they, they became naked. That was the first sign. Number two, they became fearful. And that's the reason why one of the punishments that sins, that sins will bring into your life is that of fear. You will live in fear day and night. That's the reason why human beings became fearful. And fear became that, that hidden um, uh, hidden punishments. Punishment that nobody can see with eyes. For all human nature. How do we know that they have become sinners? God cursed them. Because sin invites curses. Genesis 3, 16 to 19. Genesis 3, 16 to 19. God released curse on the woman. And God released curse on Adam. God cursed them. How do we know that they have sinned? God covered them with skin. This was a foreshadow of what God would do later. God must have killed a lamb or an animal to obtain the skin for them. Because there must be shedding of blood for them to keep living at all. The Bible reveals to us very clearly that 
In Hebrews chapter 9, verse 22. Hebrews 9, 22. And almost all things are by the Lord purged with blood. And without shedding of blood, there is no remission. So blood was shed so that their, their sin can be covered. So that at least they can continue to live. And God used that skin to cover them as a sign that he had made remission for their sin. How did we know that they have, come, they have become sinners? God drew them out of the garden. They were no more good for that place of innocence and sinlessness. How do we know that they have become sinners? God had to forbid man from eating the fruit of the tree of life. If he should, he will become irredeemable. Sending the man out of the garden was an act of mercy, which is an unmerited favor. God sent them out of the garden so that they will not become irredeemable. You will see that in Genesis chapter 3, from verse 22 all the way to verse 24. Genesis 3, 22 to 24. And God had to place cherubims on the way with flaming sword so that they will not find their way back to the garden. How do we know that they have become sinners? The first product of their union was Cain. And he was a sinner from birth. This is where original sin came in. Every person who was born from that moment onward had this root of sin in him or her. So when David said, in sin did my mother conceive me, he was speaking the truth. You must understand that there, there is original sin. Every one of us were conceived in sin and were born in iniquity. No one taught anyone to learn how to commit sin. From the moment we began to go to grow, we started to we started to manifest the nature of sin. So we are born in sin. It doesn't matter who you may be. It doesn't matter how moral you are. There is the root of sin in you. Behold, I was shaping in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. That is the reason why morality will not save anyone. That is the reason why our righteousness will always be, be like filthy rag before God. And that is the reason why sin must be atoned for. And sin cannot be atoned for by the blood of animals because it can only provide temporary covering. It has to be atoned for by a sinless individual. And Jesus Christ is that individual. And so today, the living God has asked me to uh, ask of you that you will commit your life to Jesus. You are shaping in the iniquity. Every one of us were born in sin. And the only way out of sin is Jesus. Father, we thank you today. And we appreciate you for opening our eyes to this issue of the original sin. We pray, Heavenly Father, that even as we have opened our eyes today, we will put our faith and our trust in thee. And Lord God of heaven, we will put our trust in the sacrifice that was done upon the cross of Calvary on our behalf. My Father, my God, we will appropriate that particular blood into our situation. My Father, my God, and we ask, Lord, that you will cleanse us by the blood of Jesus. And that from today, you will make us new individuals. Thank you, Heavenly Father. 
and blessed be your name. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen.